I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. To the Ringiverse. This is, of course, the Ringers Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Coke Baby Chuck, the 24 karat closure. We are Jomi, the explainer. Get her on. You've got questions. He's got answers. We are Steve Almond Joy, the cuddly summer bear. And together we are known as uh, the Midnight Boys. <laughs> Programming reminders. Okay. Um, last stuff. This Thursday, Joanna will be joined by Steve and Jomi, Mint Edition, ME. Ooh, baby, it's so minty fresh. Um, to give their give you their reactions on the second episode of Miss Marvel. And let me tell you something. You guys ever have a mojito? And uh when you when they put the the mint in the mojito, they do like this. You know, they do like that with the mint. That's what that's what mm-hmm. that's mint edition. They just they you clap these guys and they get, spray mintiness all over. Oh, fandom. okay. Ooh. It's just the the mint Ooh. flavor just comes out. You ain't landing that play. You know, you the, ain't the, 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 the mint the mint flavor just like what you go. What do you call it when they do that? When they do that thing with the mint? But you're bruising the the mint so the oils can release. You know, you get Ooh. those minty oils out of there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they got. Look they at Jomi, Jomi. One one day we're going to see you on mint. Top Chef. <laughs> exactly. Um, now they're going to give you their reactions on the second second episode of Miss Marvel on Friday. Joanna and Mal are going to be back to give you their deep dive on episode five of Obi Wan Kenobi. And Sunday, Mid Edition returns uh, <laughs> to give their thoughts on Lightyear. We were just talking about Lightyear. We had some some Pixar discourse. From the fellas, you know, we had a little Pixar discourse from the people over Big here. Big are disrespecting Ratatouille. He's Arjuna putting respect like on Ratatouille's name. Arjuna. Cars is fine. Cars is okay. Cars is this. trash. Cars is trash. Okay. That's how I know you, you were young. It's fine. Cars it's like, is like, trash. Listen, it's okay. It's a Cars six. Sucks. 
car. It's sucks. all right. We don't. It's okay. It's not that bad. We don't listen. Y'all just hating. You you're too. You are <laughs> a baby. It's not like hating to me. It's actually. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. You guys got to listen on Monday. We call this in the business a tease. But we dropped some news. Like something came up in the pod about my age. That was really funny. It was. It was nuts. You won't believe. It. No, you better deliver you gotta listen. Yeah, it, 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 I'm gonna listen. And if it's if it's not funny or entertaining, you will come back on this pod and be excoriated. So, <laughs> no. uh, on today's show, we'll be taking a look at the fifth episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. We will also discuss some zaniness. <laughs> There's some zaniness going on in the world of uh, of comic book movies and it's surrounding Joker 2. We're just getting super zany, aren't we, guys? Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and start it. Steve, the Joker 2 news is so zany that it makes me want to throw up Zane. Throw it up. <laughs> uh, go, ahead, go ahead and run the spoiler warning for me. We're getting ready to talk about General Kenobi. You're listening to a reaction podcast. The spoilers are coming. All right, to begin our reactions, as always, we cannot start this show without putting you in the know. And who's going to do that? Charles Holmes when he gives you the Midnight Manifest. Guys. This is the Midnight Manifest for Part 5 of Obi-Wan Kenobi, directed by Deborah Chow and written by Jovi Harold and Andrew Stanton. We flash back to Coruscant, where Padawan Anakin and Obi-Wan are about to have a lightsaber duel. But in the present, Vader promotes Reva to Grand Inquisitor after she finds the location of Obi-Wan and the path which Vader sends her to destroy. On Jabin, Lola sabotages the overhead flight door so the Force-sensitive children and their families can't escape. Obi-Wan inspires the refugees to fight so all the families can escape, and Leia says she can fix the doors to help. Reva and her stormtroopers quickly overtake the base, but Obi-Wan tries to stall by having a talk with Reva. Obi-Wan deduces that Reva was one of the younglings that escaped Anakin at the temple during Order 66. Reva says she watched as the, as the other younglings were slaughtered and had to hide under their bodies to stay safe. Reva damns Obi-Wan for not stopping Anakin, who was his Padawan, and then Obi-Wan realizes that Reva wants to hurt, hunt Vader down and has done everything up until this moment for that task. Throughout this, we're getting more flashbacks of young Obi-Wan trying to teach his Padawan Anakin about the virtue of patience and not trying to prove himself to everyone. Tala dies trying to fend the stormtroopers off but sacrifices herself in the process by setting off a bomb. Obi-Wan surrenders to Reva and tries to convince her to kill Vader now since he'll be so focused on his old mentor and ignore her. Leia repairs the doors, turns Lola good again, and the past starts their escape. Vader tries to stop one of the ships using the Force, but while he's distracted, one next to it escapes. Reva confronts Vader after, and Vader gives her the business, refusing to light his own lightsaber. Man, is it brutal. The OG Grand Inquisitor arrives and snatches back his chain from Reva. Then Reva finds Obi-Wan's comlink from Senator Organa, and it seems like she's going to Tatooine to do something horrible to Luke. And that is your Midnight Manifest for this episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Episode 5, Charles, thank you for that Midnight Manifest. Give me your instant reactions to Episode 5 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. They did it. Like, they did it. Come on. The, the, the pack was almost there. 
Oh. But the minute, but the minute this this TV show came came on, and I see a young Anakin and a young Obi Wan about to get busy. Wow! Like my heart. This I can't believe episode it. Was phenomenal. Was phenomenal. Like, why are you surprised? I, I, I'm genuinely so happy and so juicy, shocked. Juicy, juicy daddy. Shocked. Mm. Wait, did you guys think I was going to hate this episode? Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah I have a, I'm not the Grinch of content. I have I, a heart. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Hold like, on, I'm Arjuna. <laughs> you, you are the Grinch of content without a doubt. Arjuna, pop in. What did you think Charles was going to think of this episode? I thought. Our beloved Charles was was absolutely going to tear into his episode. Hell no. Hell, all right, here's the thing. Once Anakin did the little behind-the-back lightsaber twist and was given, like, Obi-Wan that work, Vader versus Reva, oh my gosh, dog, that was a generational ass-whooping. If I, like, honestly, if I'm Reva, if I'm Reva, I'm calling Al Sharpton because Vader had a Jesus little bit Christ. too... Jesus <laughs> Christ. Vader had a little bit too much, too much like, uh, fun beating up on a black person in that episode. Like, that fight was amazing. Jesus, (laughs) Lord, have mercy. What the fuck is going on? Wow. Charles. I love this episode. Juneteenth coming up, Charles? Hell yeah, yeah, we got Monday off. Not like, but like, be be for real. Once like, Vader flipped Reva over, he didn't even take out his own lightsaber. That's how disrespectful that fight was. He like, he wasn't even like, dog, I don't even need this. Once Vader did what? He didn't take out his lightsaber. You said once Vader flipped Reva over, just be careful right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yo. Be careful. Please tell the people what you thought of this episode. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. It was, it was, it was it was good. It, it, <laughs> oh my God. Is this like a freaky Friday situation? Are you, it, it, like, wait, are you like, are you punking me? Are you trolling? I swear to God, I'm not. So, look, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in this episode. I think, to be honest with you, that there should be a whole television show called Vader Fuck Shit Up. Like, just Star Wars. Vader Fuck Shit Up. Vader comes out, and he's wearing, like, it's Vader next to a campfire, or not next to a campfire, next to a a, a fire in the house, a stove, whatever. What do you call it? What, why am I, is, fireplace? Fireplace, yeah. Fireside chat with, Fire, <laughs> with... Fireside chat. Vader comes out. He's got like a drink. He's wearing a robe. He says, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you about that time. I fucked these people up on Genosis. I'm going to tell you about that time. I fucked these people up on Naboo. It's like that just episode a, of Samurai Jack when Aku's telling stories to kids. <laughs> just a whole show with Vader doing wild shit. Because I could watch that. It's so nuts. All of those sequences are great. I'm, I, I'd hate to... The episode was good. I had some problems. Okay. I had some problems. It, like, it, it, it was it, a perfect it, episode. There's problems no, no, with the Charles, episode. I please stay on the side of the rainbow. Please. But it's a good episode. <laughs> stay. No, no, no. It's a good episode. No, no. Because we... I'm, I'm so thrilled that you... I'm not even joking. I swear to God. All jokes aside. I'm so thrilled that you loved it. Like, so thrilled that you loved it, right? Because there are a lot of things to love about the episode. And a lot of times, you set the tone for just what a putrid negative show that this is going to be. (laughs) And so now, this show will be positive because you are positive, right? And so... I'm just shocked that you didn't like it as much as I I liked it. I'm really shocked. I I, I could be tripping. 
because if you, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I watched it like four or five times. So, like, I could be tripping. I thought that there were amazing things to like. Some of the Reva stuff in here is so bad. I'm like, it. some of the Reva stuff in this episode is so bad. There's some nonsensical story things here. She's doing a lot to get close to Vader. She was close to him in Mustafar. She's doing a lot to get close to Vader. A lot of people have to die so she can get close to Vader. And it just, there's some things that didn't make sense to me. And I didn't expect these reveals to go the way that they went. Am I tripping? Jomi, can you give us your instant reaction? Are you surprised at all by Van's lukewarm take on this episode? Yeah, kind of, because I thought the Vader stuff would, would hook you. I thought the Vader stuff would, would get you like, ah, oh, this is this is, this is is good. In terms of, you know, Reva stuff, I think we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it down the line. But there's some stuff. There's like a little tweak I think that they could have made that would have made that story like click. But I didn't totally, I didn't totally hate it. Like I, I, I could follow the thread that they were weaving. So I was like, okay, I, I see what y'all are trying to do here. I, I, I get it. She just wants to get close to Vader by any means necessary, and part of that is hunting Obi Wan because he knows she knows that he's Anakin. And Obi-Wan was his master. I'm sorry, guys. It's a horribly written character. I just can't. It's it's a it's a horribly written character. It 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 for her, and this was a I, I, you guys can call maybe I'll be the hater now. It, it <laughs> I, I'm I'm cool. I just I'm <clears throat> I'm not loving the character at all. Like at all at this point. Well, I'd, I'd like to prod that a bit. Like, do you think is it because we know so little about her and what we do learn in this episode is so easily telegraphed from like the moment we've met her in episode one that it's just like, okay, fine, we're still here. Is that why? Is it like you, we wish that there was something more to what we got? Or is it the fact that it's been dragged out? We knew that this was the thing, right? We didn't know that she would be hunting. We didn't know that she would be hunting Vader. In this particular situation, to have her hunting Vader after all of this, after all, this, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, to, for this to be her mission and her, if she is, she's mad at the Jedi, so she's, she's, she's turned to the dark side. But she's kind of gray, right? She's, she's not a dark sider. She's not a light sider. But she really doesn't seem to be. I I didn't buy it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm just to be honest with you. Like I, I I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. with the way that the show has played out. I didn't buy it. I, I did not buy at all that this is a person hell bent on killing Darth Vader. I didn't buy it. I'm genuinely curious what this show would have felt like if this was a binge drop and a binge model. Because at every turn, I feel like this is a movie that got either stretched or chopped up, and for week and week and week, we keep wondering why there's so seemingly little to the third sister that we just like are like, yeah, it's clearly this. And we're like, there's nothing that she clearly has a vendetta for Vader. And like, she's just trying to, you know, means to her own ends. I would have loved to know if we had gotten all of this as a download directly over the course of a few episodes. I think that might have maybe saved it a bit. But then again, like, She's just a kind of like, she probably wishes she's on the Grand Crusade that Ahsoka would be, but she's set for her own revenge and not really like thinking about anything clearly. And rightfully so, because she's had a lot of bad shit happen to her. Yeah. There's a lot of negative uh, energy in this room. 
Uh, uh, yeah, right. Turn yeah, it around. Yeah, There's a lot of negative energy in this room right now. I'm not appreciating it. By the we way, get some sage out here. By the way, we don't know enough about the hardships of Reva's life, and maybe we'll find out in episode six. We don't know enough about the hardships of her life and the things that she went through up to this point, besides the Order 66 situation. See, that's the Religion. thing. That should be enough, though. That should be enough. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> like, I mean, it should about being no. a kid and like being left for dead and like your your only family just being murdered like that should be enough we should be made to care enough is what you're saying I, no what i'm saying is no it's not enough okay it's, it, it, <laughs> no Just get it's, that out of the way real fast <clears throat> no it's a, no it's enough for you to want to uh you know, live in a different way or do but to a bloodlust where you're going to do you know how many people are dead because Reva wants to get to Vader? Like, do it's you have a lot. any how many people are dead? It's a wholly unlikable character now. Right. You want to kill Darth Vader, work on the Force somewhere, go to Coruscant, like, commune with the Jedi Temple, get your powers up, and then come one day and, and go kill Vader. I, I watched a boy get his neck snapped in the second episode of this show. All right? I watched a boy get his neck snapped. So she could, so she could get revenge on him. She, to me, is the worst of all the people on the show. I can't fucking stand it. Wow. Well, I mean, we we talked about this at the end of the first the two episode drop. How much she sucks as a like as a teammate, you know, as a, as a person. So like her being like the worst of the worst, it does not surprise me. And she got played. She, she played, played that freaking Reva like a harp from hell. The Grand Inquisitor came out. Give me my shit back. Give me my bro. No, Grand back. Inquisitor snatched that shit like T.I. and ATL. Yeah. Like, that shit was rough. Yeah. It was rough. I'm not hating on the episode, though, because, look, look see, when I say I'm not hating, I'm like, it, it was good. But uh, it, the episode was good. It was a damn sight better than the one before, right? <laughs> I loved the flashbacks. Love two 50-year-old men. Love seeing the- <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let's love- go. Can we start chronologically with Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight? Can we st- let's start chronologically with Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, going back. This must have been a little bit before the Clone Wars or on the eve of it because Anakin still, still has a bad braid. One. Yeah. Yeah, he still has his braid. And it's obvious that this is Anakin at a point where he's almost ready to become a Jedi Knight. But the thing that he cannot overcome is this need for acceptance and to prove himself. Uh, I thought that this fight was amazing and thematically what it does in terms of like the chess match, because the entire fight, Obi-Wan is outclassed by Anakin and Anakin's not even a Jedi Knight. And that shows you how powerful he is. He's already like really, really pushing Obi-Wan. What I loved about this fight is that you realize even back then, Obi-Wan was like, this is someone who is so immature. He is so powerful, but he does not know how to harness this. And this is going to be a problem. And that's actually why I, I like this flashback because the fight told you so much about Obi-Wan, Anakin, and it shows you that like Mustafar, that fight wasn't luck. Obi-Wan kind of always knew what he needed to do to defeat Anakin. And I thought that that was beautiful. Yeah, Obi-Wan got a little Batman in him. You know, I know this guy's really powerful. I got to have a contingency, a little prep, 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 prep time. You know, I know, like, I got to talk to him a little bit. Because Obi, the whole time Anakin's, I got you, Master. I got you, Master. Obi-Wan still teaches. It's like, yo, little dude, why don't you relax, relax. man? Like, relax. 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 And then he just took the lightsaber from him. By the way, a lot of lightsaber snatching out of people's hands 
in this episode, right? Which is something that I'm wondering why we haven't seen a lot more of on film. It feels like a violation. It feels like rude to do. Yeah, Reva was just getting, Reva just got clapped, oh. man. It was like fucking Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley too. <laughs> Everybody was disappointed. Shout out to my man Tyron. Everybody was disappointed, man. <laughs> we was just like, that's not what we wanted to see, you know? Um, but no, I did enjoy that fight because number one, it was good to see the Republic again. Everything looks so bright and beautiful. We're back. And then it was also good to see that their relationship was built on a brotherhood, but it was also built on this thing that exists now today. See, the brotherhood is gone, but the obsession from Anakin Skywalker to best Obi-Wan Kenobi remains. That, to me, um, is the... That's the the thread from the end of Sith, where he's he, he, he jumps. He jumps because... He's so powerful, right? I'm going to force jump over you and kill you even though you have the high guard. He just won't follow the rules. Skywalker never did. And there are rules unless, you know, you turn into a cyborg, uh, Jedi hunting man machine. So I think all those things were in line with the character and it was cool to see, you know, it was cool to see some some of those guys in their their relationship on live action after all of this time too. Even though, you know, he's old. I will say this, too, before we get into, like, the elephant in the room of this scene. One thing I did like is that the contrast between Anakin's fighting style and Vader's fighting style, because there's so many wasted moves, movements with Anakin. Like, he can't help, but, like, he's like Kyrie Irving. Like, he's just dribbling the ball. He's just too talented. And at a certain point, you're just kind of, like, he's, like, showing off. Like, that's how talented he is. And, like, Vader, there's no wasted movements when he's fighting Reva. He do, mm. Like, it's literally just very minimal using the Force. He doesn't even need a lightsaber. And it's so fun to see how, like, Vader at this point, probably because he's, like, half man, half machine, has to be so precise with the way he moves. He can't do all of the acrobatic shit like Anakin. And I thought that that was just, like, such a nice touch throughout the episode. There's no joy, right? Like, there's... When, when he's Anakin, he's all happy, smiling, fighting. Hey, Master, yes, yes, duel. I beat ya. But when he's Vader, it's all very dark and driven by obsession and all of that. He's really just trying to dominate, intimidate, and scare his opponent. So he's got to be more utilitarian about it. It's like German soccer. I mean, it's not pretty, but we're just trying to show you that we're better than you. You know what I mean? It's like, that's very... It's not, there's no, there's nothing beautiful about it, but God damn it, if they're not good. It's kind of like, that, that's who Darth Vader is. But can we also say that, uh, do we think that Lucasfilm um, blew their, their CGI face budget on Luke Skywalker and Book of Boba Fett and like just didn't have enough in the accountant budget for Hayden? Like, it was, Come on. Like, it, it was rough. I don't know if they, were they even trying? I don't think they were. I don't think they were. Let's not do this. This, is, this feels mean. I don't think they were. I don't think they did. Because, I mean, you look at you look at Ewan, and I don't think they had to do They just had to dye his beard a little bit, put some extensions in the hair, and it was chill. Easy. No, nah, the, the wig, the, the extensions, whatever we're looking. Like, do you have any black hairstylists on this on this show? Because, like, obviously, the wig, like, it was bad. What the it fuck? It was bad. They obviously like, have to. What are you talking about? They got a sister with box braids on the show. It, but uh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely, she definitely didn't touch Ew, uh, Ewan's or uh, Hayden's hair because it was no. Rough. And their faces, I, the wrinkles. I'm just like, guys, what? Like what? That didn't what bother me doing? too much, honestly. It's just hey, they're here. 
It was funny because Anakin does it like a 40-year-old Padawan. Like, that is kind of funny. But it did not ruin it for me. I was like, I just love seeing those guys back on screen again. Like, the first time since Revenge of the Sith. It didn't really matter. It was cool, man. It was cool. I'm 32 years old. If you put me next to Ewan McGregor, I'll look 50. All right? Like, it's it's just like you... you you can't you can't just stand right next to the guy. It's tough. Steve, you look you look 12. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling our running nerds. Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. Obi-Wan, the rescue. Obi-Wan wants to protect the remaining people of the way, the path of the way, to help them escape as Vader slash third sister quickly strikes. How did you guys enjoy the pacing of these moments between the siege and understanding where Obi-Wan was? There was some Leia heroics there. Uh, she, She gave Lola a pass. Lola wasn't made to answer for her crimes at all. I, I mean, Lola. Wait, can can we also be honest? If I'm, I like once again, guys. I Lola this almost got was Lola almost got a whole bunch of people killed, and it was like, oh, take the thing off. Hi, Lola. I, to be fair, do we like? I don't think Leia knows that that Lola did that. Uh well, she knows that she knows that there was a tracker on Lola, and there was something on Lola making Lola attack her. You know, I can love things, but I could still nitpick a little bit. I gotta pick. Pick some nits with a uh, dog. They doing too much with Leia. They're making every single episode be like, she was always this hero. So the minute she's just like, get me a ladder. And Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, get the girl a ladder. I trust her. I'm like, all right, guys. Like, can we please stop? It's can when they please? said, it's when they said, oh no, the vents are too small. And I was like, God damn. Oh, oh, no. Come on. It's right. Leia time. It's Leia yeah. time. Look, she's 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 special. She's got the force. You guys are chauvinists. When 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, when the 17 year old farm boy no, that's true. Uh, became the uh, the deadest shots of dead shots uh, in in one movie, when he was, you guys said nothing. It's a 10 year old girl. She crawled through the vents. Get over it. All right, <laughs> get get over it, Jomi. I I, I said I, I've been quiet this whole time, and my thoughts are it was cool. Like as soon like like. Like Steve said, as soon as they said, "Well, I can't fit in the thing," I was like, "All right, we giving we giving Leia something to do. All right, for sure, let's get it done." But, but also, like Leia's like in there, like there's no they don't the show doesn't tell us like, oh, like Leia's really good with electronics, like Luke because she fixes all these things. It's just like Leia gets in there and she's like an electrician. She's joined. She's been in the union for 25 years. She's just like, oh yeah, you unplug this thing. I was like, how does this little toddler know how to fix this door? You know, did what? you get the job done? Mm, she did get the job done. You know what she I did love, done. though? I love Tala. Tala. Tala's, Tala's character is one of the best characters on this show. Clearly understood her motivation. Clearly understood why she was uh, the way that she was. Brilliantly acted. Um, It, it just... I, I thought... And the fact that she sacrificed herself in this episode made complete and total sense. I would say for as far as that character in this show, 12 out of 10 
fantastic, 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 actually moving and very, very unsettling when she passed away. It was, it was, it was tough. Like it felt like the stakes were high. It felt like, uh, it was something that the show lost something, um, nailed it with that character. What'd you guys Also Ned B, Ned B putting his body over her, trying to protect her at the end was, it was rough. I was hoping Ned B wasn't going to get killed, bro. Let me be honest with you. Like, I'm looking at Ned B. I'm like, Ned B is out there. First of all, Ned B was a gangster, bro. Bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, please don't kill Ned B. Please don't kill Ned B. But then I'm thinking, they're going to kill Ned B, man. Oh, <laughs> you know? he was, I he thought was they out were, of here. I thought they were trying to, like, you know, fake us out with Tala and be like, oh, Ned B actually is going to protect her so she can get out. Ned B is going to die. But then she had the grenade in her hand. I was like, ah, I've seen this movie before. A little like Rogue One. A little Rogue One-ish. When, mm-hmm. when Tala sets off the ball, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they're out of here. But also, one thing we skipped over that I thought, like, story-wise was, was so interesting to me is when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to the wall where everybody writes on and he sees all of the lightsabers left over and he sees all of the Jedi robes just, like, abandoned. And it... Like, metaphorically and symbolically, I think that's such a powerful scene because, like, these are relics of a more civilized age. This, this, these are relics of, like, a time that is no longer there anymore. And you have to think about how many Jedi, once they go down the path, they leave that behind. And how sad that is. That, like, how many Jedi who even escaped at this point now are just like, it's not even worth it. And it kind of gives credence to like, why weren't there any Jedi during a new hope to return of the Jedi? It is because a bunch of them were just like, what's even the point of fighting anymore, which I found fascinating. Yeah. It was very fascinating. I tell you what, I ordered a, a lightsaber from Saber Forge, $700. Okay. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not giving up the lightsaber for fucking nobody. <laughs> all right? No one. Waiting with bated breath till the lightsaber gets here. All right? And the reality is I saw all of those lightsabers and I'm like, man, tuck it in your belt, dog. Put it in your in your pants leg. <laughs> Put it in your shoe. I didn't spend all of this time going to find the kyber crystal. I'm not giving mine up. You know? If you find it, you're going to have to get this work. Cut your face off. <laughs> what kind of what kind of lightsaber did you get? Is it a double hilted? What is what is it? What's your color? What's your whole thing? Yeah. I've already named my lightsaber, by the way. <laughs> All right. What's the name? Okay. Elegance. Elegance. Mm. Okay. Okay. What is it called? Elegance. Oh yeah. I got the exalted M- MK2 black cover tech belt. Saber bag. I got a bag for it. I got a metal blade plug. I got Saber <laughs> Electronics Hero Plus Pixel X1. I got the one. I got a lot of different colors. I haven't made. I haven't decided whether or not I'm Sith or Jedi yet. Because you guys remember how dejected I was that night at Disneyland that I couldn't go build my own lightsaber. Guys, it was it was tough. It was, it was tough. Rough. It was like it was like watching a little kid who like goes up to the ice cream truck and like finds out they don't have any money in their pocket. It was just like sad. Like Van was just like, oh my gosh, I can't get my lightsaber. It was great that we all had moments where we turned into kids that night. You running to the Millennium Falcon, I'll never forget. Oh, loved it. Because <laughs> it was almost like Charles was disappointed. He was like, guys, I got to go back, guys. Oh, no, that's, that was... Um, on the that was Rise of Resistance. Okay. That was Rise of Resistance. Okay. Um, back to the story. Third sister, let's talk about it now. Her origin and fighting Vader. We finally found out who she was, a youngling that survived Order 66. Everybody kind of had already sussed that out. 
You guys, was that scene played out effectively for you guys? I'll start with Charles, but then I want to hear Jomi because Jomi really loved it. Oh, uh, I think the the problems with the third sister, like I think that this talk with Obi-Wan was nice in terms of Reva really is the only character we've seen actually in live action to say the loud part, you know, out loud, saying, hey, Obi-Wan, we were waiting for you. This guy was your Padawan. This is, this is, why didn't you stop him? This is your problem. Um, and we all suffered. And emotionally, I love that because there's this acting thing that McGregor does where when Reva's asking, like, where were you? Like, he, he twinges because he knows. And this is the first time someone out loud is saying, like, you failed us. You failed the younglings. You, fail, you failed the Republic. So I liked it from a drama standpoint. But this whole season, I've been talking about moments where I'm like, hey, you know what's cooler than just saying Quinlan Voss's name? Quinlan Voss actually being in the show. You know what's cooler than seeing Sanube in the tomb? Actually having Jedis we give a fuck about in the tomb. And this, I'm like, I actually want to see what life was like for Reva. I want to see what life was like for a young Reva um, as a youngling, having to survive, only knowing a little bit of the Force, because then I care about this reveal way more but her just being like, yeah, I was found in the gutter. I'm just like, well, show me, the, like, show me the gutter. Don't keep telling me that everybody found you in the gutter. Visually demonstrate it to me because then I will care more about you as a character and will understand why you're so angry. And because we didn't get that level of backstory, the scene was dramatically well played by both actors. But I was just kind of like, ah, well, well, who cares? Mm. Yeah. Johnny, what's so, up? So here's my thing, right? She is upset at Obi-Wan because, well, first of all, Obi-Wan was handling General Grievous at, at that time. Like, he was off-world, so that's where he was at. It's like, all right, but let's some, be honest. This was, like, this was like the 30th duel with General Grievous. At a certain point, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi needs to know how to handle business. Like, for real. Hey, he, he figured it out. He figured it out. But no, so she's upset with Obi-Wan because he allowed Anakin to you know, go nuts and kill all her friends as younglings, and I think it. I think it there. Like I said earlier, the thread works, but the tweak I would have made, to, and I think it all puts all the pieces together, is that she doesn't know that Anakin is Darth Vader. All she knows is that Obi Wan, like, should have been there to protect the younglings. Like he's the goat Jedi. Wick, where were you? when all my homies were dying. That's why she wants him so bad, right? And she's doing all this to please Vader, da-da-da. And then they get to the door, and he's like, oh, man, Anakin, that, that's my... Or oh, Darth Vader, that was my old Padawan. That's my homie. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, snap, for real? So all this time I've been mad at you when I could have been mad at Vader, and then the switch happens, and then, you know, she gets got you know, at the, with the Wait, end fight. I thought, that, I thought that she always knew. Well, that. yeah, she always knew. I'm yeah. saying, like, if they hit it, if Obi-Wan tells her at the door, right, and then, like, now we're, like, sitting around with, with their sister, like, oh, like, her worldview gets flipped, right? So she's like, okay, I've been mad at Obi-Wan this whole time when the dude who actually did the murdering, I've been by his side. Like, I've been trying to get with him this whole time, right? Okay, now I have another place to point my anger, right? So whereas in this episode, we find out that, oh, she's always wanted to get Vader. Like, it would be cool if we, along with her, 
also like make the turn and be like, oh, Obi-Wan really not the person I'm trying to get trying to get at it's vader the fact that her knowledge of anakin being vader is buried in a long game play to eventually kill him is very not smart it doesn't make any sense yeah Yeah. if if she had only known that just then which would actually make quite a bit of sense no but not that many people know that vader is anakin skywalker i think yeah i think the thread is there like i i understand what they're trying to do but if she makes the turn like in that moment Versus, like, now we look back at her all her actions, we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. If, like, all you want to do was get a Vader, like, why are you doing all this Wahala? But if she makes that decision in that moment at the door, then we're like, okay, she's always been a little unhinged. But now we can understand, like, oh, she just wanted, like, to be the, kill the person who killed all her friends at the, you know, at the, in Coruscant. And so I'll be like, okay. It makes sense that she has a vendetta against Obi-Wan, obviously, because Obi-Wan wasn't there. So, because people would say, hey, why don't I just go to Obi-Wan and say, hey, Vader's alive, help me take him down. But she's mad at Obi-Wan, too. So, she wants to kill Obi-Wan as well, or she doesn't care what happens to Obi-Wan because she feels like the Jedi abandoned her. Just to be honest with you, that even doesn't make any sense because, like you said, it was wartime. And so, being that it was wartime, they were, at this particular point, the Jedi were putting Padawans into combat more readily and sooner because they needed to replace the Jedi who had been killed just fighting in the war. So it wouldn't have made sense, I guess unless she's completely irrational, it wouldn't have made sense that she blamed any specific Jedi for not being there to protect because there were Jedi there. But, but let's be real. Let me push back really quick. They got let, killed. Let's push back. But think about it. And here's the thing. I'm going to try to say this as respectfully as possible because I think with everything going on in the world, this scene was a little bit difficult. But there, that scene of Reva being like, I had to hide under my dead friend's bodies. And I saw their, like, their bodies become cold. I have to believe that there was allusions to that's allusions to like mass shootings. Like at least that's how it played out. And Reva's anger towards Obi-Wan um, is really somebody's anger of like for a parent, for someone who is a mass shooter being like, how did you not know? How could you not stop him? You were supposed like, that's the anger. Even if it's not. Well, she said all- that she said he was your Padawan. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. I think where that falls apart story-wise and emotionally is, is like, what does Reva actually care about? If Reva saw all of these children get massacred, why would she then join up with Vader and watch him willingly snack, snap kids' necks? All or be, these kids and be, like, and be all killing these kids. people and doing shit like it's, it, it's nuts. That's, there is no connection where it's like Reva actually, and like the, the show tries to do it where Obi-Wan uses the fact that there's family and children to say like, hey, can you please like stop Vader? Like this is what yeah. you've always wanted. But I'm like, hey, Kids have already been killed already on the path. Yeah. You've helped with this. You've helped kill Force-sensitive children. Why would you do that if literally you are mad at Anakin for doing the exact same thing? And, and you know that he's Darth Vader, and you know exactly who's responsible yeah. for it. Right, so yeah. it's, it's just it's weird. By the way, where did she think Obi-Wan was? Obi-Wan says, hey, we can, we can, we can take Vader down together. She think Obi Wan was behind her or like ahead of him or something like that, like because she goes in there. Obi Wan was on the ship, baby. You were on, the whole you time. Were I was it. questioning. I was just like, I was like, uh, is Obi Wan really going to like leave this 
Leave this one into. I knew he was capping. But she, so yeah, she he was, was right. It was like sure. really rough. Because here's the thing. She said, Obi-Wan, where were you? Back in the past. And literally, she's looking around like, Obi-Wan, where are you? Like, so twice, Obi-Wan's been like, fuck off. Deal with Anakin. I, w- I really Peace wanted out. her to just like be talking and, and like saying that whole story about her origin. And then Obi-Wan to just be gone from the door. <laughs> And like nobody's listening. Obi Wan said, "Fuck them kids." Like he really don't give a fuck about those young ones, bro. <laughs> also, this is why actually I'm just like Van. Like, how can you not love parts of this episode when when Darth Vader's walking down and just reaches out an arm and stops an entire ship, crashes Nuts. it, and Nuts. like literally just flings the doors open? I was like, this is wild. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, how can your inner child not be like, yo, this is nuts. It was crazy. I was actually scared. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. It, it was scary. It was scary. It was like, they, I'm like, damn, they aren't gonna get away. He's about to murder all of these people that are on the thing. And then, of course, there was a shit behind. Quarter mm. flip. I, come on. I, quarter I, flip corner. Mm. Quarter flip. Let's quarter, flip, quarter, flip, quarter flip. Quarter flip. Quarter flip. Here's the thing. Vader. The sheer amount of power and adeptness you would have to have in the force <laughs> to land a fucking plane, I would assume even a percentage of that could be like, A, like, I don't sense any living beings. I don't sense Obi-Wan Kenobi on that fucking Or see plane. another ship. Uh, yeah, or like see right another ship. To- like, I'm just like, I'm like, yo, Vader, like, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing here? That's some real, like, Rise of Skywalker stuff where, like, Chewbacca's on the next ship. Like, come on. He might have saw the other ship, but... Now, the, the sensing the people inside of the ship is an interesting thing, but I wonder sometimes if there are light side, dark side force differences there. Because, you know, when, when Alderaan was destroyed, uh, Kenobi goes, I just, I felt that. You know, like, I, I felt a bunch of voices in this voice cry up and then get extinguished all at once. I'm like, oh, he, he felt all those people die. I'm wondering if, if, you're, if you're a dark sider, if you have that connection to, like, the living force, if you feel that same thing, number one. Number two, well, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just wondering. Number two, he probably saw the other ship, but he was probably focused on the ship that was actually taking off. So he goes, they must be on that ship. They're like, they must have known that he would be able to destroy that ship and bring it out out of midair. Well, Obi-Wan at least did, because Obi-Wan well, knows how he fights. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's why, like, I'm not, like, the second ship, like, just not being there in the shot. Like, all right, y'all can have that. But him not seeing the second ship and just going for the first one is something that Obi-Wan knows, like, this is what his anger is going to blind him. He sees that ship. That's the one he's going to take down. It's going to give us enough time to get up to speed and get out of here before he before he can get to us. So we know I love love the beauty of connecting the fight and Obi-Wan knowing that when Obi-Wan says the line, like, Hey, you, the thing that holds you back is your need to prove yourself to people. Of course, that's beautiful with the whole shit metaphor and everything. What I'm saying is in our previous episodes, Vader could sense Obi-Wan from planets and planets and light years away. He literally, at the end of this episode, is like, yeah, I knew you were. I, I knew you were the young one. I knew you were the young. I, I knew this was going to happen. Like, if you have both of those powers, if you have that much sensitivity with the Force, you telling me you can't sense which ship fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi is in? He's a couple fucking feet away from you, bro. That is true. Obi-Wan is in the ship. Again, he was He was, hot. <laughs> he was blinded. He was too he was hot. hot. He was blinded. He was too hot. Yeah, Blinding. but they use, they use that anger. whole blinded by anger shit very, very, like, they don't use it uh, consistently at all. You know, you know who's not blind? 
the Grand Inquisitor. He could see just fine because he's alive. He's back. <laughs> Chill. Fresh as a daisy. Like, totally fine. Looks good, too. Looks great. Like, looks good, too. We wait, all knew wait, he wasn't but dead. Before we get to the Grand Inquisitor, Rebels. I can't let you guys skip the fact that, like, dog, the fight between Darth Vader and Reva was so we haven't cool. We haven't skipped anything. Oh, I'm just saying. Because the yeah. Grand Inquisitor comes after. So it does. what? We'll get so to what? we'll get to we'll, like we'll we'll get to the fight. I just want to make I just want to mention the Grand Inquisitor real quick, and this is one question I have: Do we care? No. I, okay. Well, as a Rebels fan, I was starting to wonder because she makes because Darth Vader makes Reva the Grand Inquisitor, and I was like, wait, well, hold on, you you look a little different from when I saw you in Rebels. You're not the same. What happened to our boy? You know. So when he comes back, like I figure, like. You know, I was at first. I'm like, man, what's it? Where is this other timeline? Uh, but then he comes back. I'm like, ah, there it is. My man's good. He's about to get cooked by Ezra and Kanan in a couple years, but he's alive. All right, but, for sure. But here's the thing: for people who have not watched Rebels, like I feel like there are a lot of people watching Obi Wan Kenobi who don't know who the fuck the Inquisitors are. They just don't. These are people who probably only watch the mainline movies. Has this show done enough for us to even know or care? about the Inquisitor's entire deal. Because when the Grand Inquisitor comes back, I'm like, what am I supposed to feel? Like, emotionally, he has not done shit in this entire series. What? Like, why do I care? Put Both emotionally like and physically. I tell you, I put it to you like this. This show has done enough to where you can understand who the Grand Inquisitors are, right? But, as with other things, if you haven't watched the accompanying television shows, you are probably slightly lost as to what the fuck is going on. I'll move on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing to say. Got nothing to say. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Reva took on Vader. Rough. It's pack. It's a pack. It was a hate it's crime. A pack. Insane that she thought that she could win that. I, I, I wonder. I wonder about things like that. I wonder in shows like this, right? I wonder, did she think she could win or... Was this a situation to where fuck it? This is my shot. Just gotta take it. Because I I wonder specifically in Star Wars, like they never hesitate to fight. Jedi's show absolutely zero fear. 
went back and I'm watching Phantom Menace. Like, at that point, Obi-Wan is a Padawan. I know he has a master with him, but there was absolutely zero hesitation after Qui-Gon got killed. They don't ever go, can I do this? And so, and so I'm I'm looking at her. She got fucked up worse than any fighter sword force user I've ever seen. Maybe except oh. for Maul at the end of Rebels, who died in three moves. That's the thing, though. She's clearly fine at the end of this. <laughs> like, but here's the thing: I will she's say, damn near standing back thing, up. Then think about it. Last episode, Darth Vader walked into the to the room and like force choked her like as high as a skyscraper like just for failing him once i think at that point there's also a thing with reva where it's not really courage that she thinks she could take on vader it's like you let obi-wan kenobi escape he's not giving you a second chance after this so you just got it you just got it like you're getting killed either way he kind of did though because he, he stabbed her. They looked at her and he had all the opportunity to cut all her arms and legs off, cut her head off and end her right there. But she's alive at the end of this episode. Did Reva, after everything that happened, she got a lightsaber taken. The first, the first part of the fight, he didn't even have enough respect for this lady to use his lightsaber. So I mean, he never does. He never did. He never did. He, he never took does. hers from her. By the way, that was clean. Dog. Oh, my God. Dog, when he, t- like, so he takes a saber, he throws it to her, right? And he's like, No, he right, just doesn't throw half. it. He turns he it half. off and throws it in the dirt. <laughs> like, let's go. Like, pick that right? shit up. Dee, 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 dee. He chucks his, takes hers, and yoink, grabs his back. And you're like, bro, what are you doing here, Reva? Like, you outclassed, outmatched, outnumbered. Go home. Tell this you. ain't it for you. The next show, Woo! they can't miss. Vader stories. Vader fuck shit up. Just, hey, I'll tell you about the time I took apart an Imperial Star Destroyer just for fun. We just get Zoom calls from the Emperor on Mustafar. Be like, hey, could you go kill this thing? Right, right. I'll be right back. You know, like I'm telling you, just Vader fucking shit up. So I I have this question, hypothetical. How cool would it, like, how good do you think Anakin would have been as a Jedi Master if he never never becomes Darth Vader, do you think his peak is higher as a Jedi Master who didn't go evil than this version of Darth Vader? I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I think it's like an Icarus thing. Like he, like his his ambition is the thing that defines him. Therefore, like that amount of power given to him will only corrupt him. See, it depends, right? So, number one, does Anakin have? Would Anakin have been like the Jedi Grand Master? Probably not because he wasn't wise at all. As a matter of fact, I make the <laughs> like I, I make I make the argument that Anakin Skywalker is stupid. Okay, he's I a dumb the, jock. He's fair, a fair, fair point. I make the yeah. argument that he's stupid. Raw power, though, if he because okay, let's play it out. So for Anakin to not have ha- turned to the dark side, what would have had to have happened? Padme's alive. They have the twins. Or um, or I, I think something else has to have happened. That's Seth, actually more important. Palpatine doesn't get to him. His no, mom? No. I think Qui-Gon has to live. Mm. I think, I, 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 I personally think that Padme is like, you know, whatever. I think if Qui-Gon lives, then Qui-Gon would be the thing right. that would be able to steer Ignor- Ignoring the whole council being like, don't take this kid in the first place. <laughs> but also think about it. If, if, if Qui-Gon lives... 
I think the Jedi Order starts to change, especially because he has someone as powerful as Anakin. Because Qui-Gon's whole deal in that first, in Phantom Menace, is that the Order is kind of afraid of him because he does not agree with a lot of the ways that they are going about making decisions. So I actually think if Qui-Gon lives, Anakin does not have so much hatred for the Jedi Order because they're not as emotionless. Absolutely. If Qui-Gon lives, the Jedi... Qui-Gon might have not fought in the Clone Wars. Like, Qui-Gon was a, was a student of the living force. So his entire thing was the will of the force. And that's why he believed in the prophecy, because he was saying that the force is willing this. And Obi-Wan had to come around to that. And Obi-Wan was a lot more, he was a lot more inculcated into what the Jedi would do, right? So I think that if, if Qui-Gon Jinn survives, right, and... uh he trains Skywalker. I think Skywalker becomes a version of a powerful Jedi that unless you read Legends, uh, that the galaxy had never seen before. I think he's more powerful than Yoda. I think he's more powerful than Mace Windu. You could argue that Vader is more powerful than both of those guys. I'm not sure. But I think that he becomes something like what he was, only a Jedi, but perhaps maybe a great Jedi. Um, or like, like, you know, perhaps maybe someone who doesn't really quite believe in the Jedi, but as a Force user, his dad is the Force. That's his pops. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I really like that. You know, for me, it was always like, I thought Vader, his anger and his, you know, just being like the baddest of all bads, that's what made him so powerful. It was like, I'm upset. I got my arms and legs cut off. I'm hot. I'm going to mess stuff up. You know, that's really what I thought the power was. But that you raise an interesting point. You know, like maybe it's not all about the anger and the the you know his oh, just is. general upsetness. It is it's like fear. The, you know, the, the dark side gives you powers that no Jedi could ever achieve. <laughs> not, <laughs> not like a Jedi. From a, the, the, not from a Jedi. Wait, so wait, can I can I pitch you guys on this as well? Think about it. If Qui Gon's alive, I don't even know if the Clone Wars happen. And I think the other thing that is really what I enjoy about Clone Wars is Anakin's a wartime Jedi, where before this, the Jedi are just peacekeepers. They're, they're wandering samurai with this religion. The Clone Wars, Clone Wars forced them to, to constantly be in battle, constantly being seen gore. And even when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting in this episode, you see Anakin's anger at this coming war of being like, yo, I can't have mercy. Mercy doesn't will not win me battles. So I'm starting to think that like also the Clone Wars is what turns him into Vader. If there's no war, does Anakin ever get that violent? Mm, could be. Look at all this nerd shit we're doing right now. <laughs> we're talking about what is Qui-Gon that's, But that's Jin. a mark of a good episode, not a perfect episode, but an episode that you're like, there's enough interesting ideas in this. That, like, I'm very happy that I got to watch it. Even if, like, I do agree with you, Van. There's character shit that does not make any sense. But also, I'm at a point with Star Wars, if I'm going to be real, where I'm just like, just give me the lightsaber fights. Like, I can don't be honest, care. Like, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? I think talking about this episode has made me enjoy it a lot more. I'm going to be honest with <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah! Like, oh. <laughs> well, it's, like right. it's not like I didn't like it. It's just still some things. But now, I'm sitting down here talking with my boys. And I think I, I, I think I'm gonna watch that bitch again. <laughs> I'm watch it again, like talk, third sister, third sister. You ain't my third sister. Um, oh, I'm just joking. She's doing great. Like, hey, don't 
hey, guys, we're talking about characters here. We love Moses Ingram. We support Moses Ingram. We're talking about the fact that, you know, third sister, watch some kids die so she can well, get to her things. While we're, while we're talking about the third sister, do you think Anakin had a little pent-up incel, like, uh, like MAGA aggression to Mace Windu that he takes out on the third sister? He's like, I've been waiting to take this out. God damn. Oh, you're kind. Come on. Is racism on, in the galaxy man. like that? I, I, th- on, I, I think Anakin was a little bit of a mega bro during that fight. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. He like, did have, come a, on. He did have a, I'm going to be honest with you. He did, he did have a tenuous relationship with, uh, with Mace Windu. Mace Windu did not fuck with Anakin. Like, Mace Windu was actually kind of like, yo, like, I don't really fuck with you or the way you go about shit and you're going to mess everything up. Let's and be honest I, with you. Darth Vader treats black people poorly. <laughs> Treated Lando Calrissian poorly. I would argue that Darth <laughs> Vader treats <laughs> everyone poorly. Nah. So, nah. It's, all it's right, certain, white, certain, it's certain white people that he fucks with. We know he who didn't, they are. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't do all that shit to <laughs> Obi-Wan. He, like, he <laughs> didn't do all that shit to Obi-Wan. Like... Come on. He was this guy. We, we know that he fucks with certain white people. We know that he fucks with zero black people, right? <laughs> him, and, him and Mace Windu didn't get along. Mace Windu looked yeah. at him straight up and said, I don't trust you. Cut his arm off, right? He double-crossed mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Made Lando look bad. Chewie almost choked Lando out. You know what I mean? So we looked at, look how he treated Reva. He's three for three. It's three niggas in the galaxy, and he treated all of them. <laughs> My gosh, man. man. The math is math. The math is math. Like, and he treated all of them. We should be lucky he didn't get his hands on Ice Cube's little boy. And, and we're, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We should be lucky. Wait, can I be real, man? If we're going to be real, I think racism might be, you know, a genetic shared trait with the Skywalkers because, you know, old Ben Solo, he like, he... In the Force Awakens, when he takes a lightsaber to uh, to Finn's back, I'm like, whoa, geez, geez. He, put, he took the lightsaber to his back and sent him to the back to tank is what he did. You know, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren looked like a proud boy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, <laughs> that deal. Uh, that that you're not wrong there. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, I see it. But you know, we think about people who Vela got along with. Grandma Tarkin, they was cool. The Emperor, they was cool. You know. I was like, Oof, I yeah. didn't see, I didn't see any grandma Leroy Jenkins that 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 he was cool. <laughs> with. By the way, wait, 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 Vader, wait, wait. Wasn't Vader cool with um, um, what's his name from Rebels, the blue dude, Thrawn? Thrawn, it was cool. It was cool with Thrawn. I'm saying, so, wait, wait, yeah. wait, so, wait, so He's blue. Thrawn is not Thrawn's blue, cool, man. Thrawn is. You know, I guess that that kind of counts. That's no, we're not doing this all lives matter shit. Like you like he's blue though. Like also, if we want to put someone in the black in the in the black corner, like Ahsoka, you know what I'm saying? In uh, in Rebels, Vader was trying to take Ahsoka off. Hey, we know about you, Vader. We see how you found you out. (laughs) We see we see how you treat black women. (laughs) That tangent went on too long. But I love it. (laughs) Okay, so we're going back to Tatooine. We're going back to Tatooine. Uh, we're going back to Tatooine. Is that it for Vader? Do we think we're going to see Vader again in the show? Oh, no. Vader needs to fight Obi-Wan. Like, it's... Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't understand where they think we're going to land with this because them fighting on Tatooine is, like, insanely cannon-breaking. Oh, I don't think Vader's <laughs> going to be on Tatooine. I thought Reva was going to be. Oh, sure. But, like, if if one goes, the other should follow because, like, assuming that they, like, 
if Reva has to know where Luke is, like, there's no way that Obi-Wan's not going to find out about that. Well, he, remember, he was, like, sensing something. He, he was sensed, in there, like... Yeah, he was in there. He was like, something's that, wrong. He sensed that that, that somebody no, was 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 looking at Luke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but here's the I mean. thing. We just saw Reva get her ass handed to her. Why the fuck would I care about a Reva and Obi-Wan fight now? <laughs> I mean, she gonna get packed up. Like, we, we like, know Like, come like, on. Like, I want to see Vader and Obi-Wan. At this point, you haven't even... At least Obi-Wan's won against Anakin multiple times. Like, he got the numbers. Like, he's he's washed. But at least I'm just like, hey, like you're gonna put up a good showing. What the fuck is Reva gonna do? We'll put Reva on the level of who? Can <sighs> Reva beat Ahsoka? No, 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 no. Could she beat Ahsoka? Could she beat Maul? No, I respect Ahsoka. Could she beat Maul? Nah, dog. Maul killed no. Qui Gon. Yeah. yeah, Maul was a yeah. Maul was a son of a bitch. I know Maul went up against some Jedi Maul, that Maul were better than him. Maul was a son of a bitch, bro. Uh, who who could Reva beat? Could she beat Kanan? Nah. Which version of Kanan? Blind Kanan. Nah. Nah, probably nah. not. Uh, could she be Ezra? Yeah. Fully yeah, formed uh, Ezra. Early, like fully, no, fully formed, formed Ezra, no. Early fully Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Season one and two Ezra, yeah. Season, season three one and four two Ezra. Ezra, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Season one and two Ezra was giving the Grand Inquisitor work. That's what I'm saying. Grand Inquisitor might not be able to fight, though. He could just live. That's all That's all his did thing Did she is. give the Grand Inquisitor work, or did the Grand Inquisitor let her stab him? Because he's got two stomachs, and he knew he was going to be straight, and it was part of whatever toying with her that Vader was doing. I can't I don't even so know. Now that's that. how you actually do a long game. No, but I mm. thought that... Uh, I thought that there was... Um, the guy who played the Grand Inquisitor was saying potentially that there's more of him. Like, maybe this is a clone situation. I think I think more Ooh. of men, more stomachs. Yeah. Oh, more stomachs. <laughs> Never mind then. That's dumb. That's Who could she be? Who could she could be? she be Gungi or Bill? <laughs> Gungi's getting packed up. All right. That is it for episode five. Um, before we go, there's one episode left. I just need a yes or a no. Based upon what we've seen right now, started with Steve, working our way down to Code Baby Chuck. Will they stick the landing, Steve? Yes. Jomi. Yes. Charles. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> After all of that. I like this episode of Y'all. Brought it back. Back to the old me. If I walk away, because I walked away from this episode being like, that was a clean episode of TV, but I was like, this should have been a movie. Like, this just should have been a movie. So even no matter what they do in the last episode, I highly doubt that will not be in the back of my mind of being like, did we really need six episodes of this? Or could have this just been one, like one really, really tight, dope movie? Yeah, I would agree. Van, what about you? Well, I've made a pledge that you guys all just broke. So I was testing you. made you. us break it. I was testing you. Wow. I don't know and I don't care because wow. this is the summer of no expectations. You guys, we put, I held your feet to the fire and all of you had an expectation. Jomi, I'm surprised at you. Um, I'm surprised at you, Jomi. You're my, you know, Jomi and Steve, in addition, you guys are my no expectation brothers. You're my no expectation soulmates. Charles isn't really on there. Charles right. isn't really on for the no expectation situation. All right, whoa, 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 here's the thing. People was like, Charles, why don't you have a Black Adam take? So I realized that, like, I can't, I can't bitch out anymore. I have to have expectations. I like, I let people down when I don't give out the takes. That's fine. Uh, I have no expectations for Black Adam. Doesn't matter who comes out. Palpatine could show up. I'm gonna be like, cool. 
Somehow. Uh, somehow he got, he got there. He, <laughs> now we need Palpatine showing up in everything. Palp every movie. I need Palpatine in Love and Thunder. All of a sudden Thor shows up on Exegol and it just goes palp every movie. Palp it up. Right. Well, it, you it guys don't know this. I need Palpatine and Nope. I need you guys Palpatine, don't know Palpatine this. and Nope. Palpatine and everything. I talked, I talked to Taco Watiti last week and he said the first god that Gore kills in Thor Love and Thunder is Palpatine. Palpatine. So, and he says Palpatine. he is not your savior. He's, yeah, he's not, not your, savior. your savior. Palpatine, palp every movie. If he could show up in The Rise of Skywalker, he could show up anywhere. <laughs> palp every movie. Palp it up. We need palps in Mando season three. Palp, bring like, him in Let's get it. Hey, you guys hit us up right now with a movie you would like to see palped. Palp, hashtag palp every movie. <laughs> palp every movie. I will never forgive, in all respect to him, J.J. Abrams, for having, when I was sitting down in like The Rise of Skywalker, I was having this thought. I was like, Palpatine was out here getting busy? Like he was like, like that's Palpatine. Not, that's so wild. Like Palpatine yeah, was that's... in the, these streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Disgusting. Like he had I a whole side family. <laughs> Palpatine, can I get that good dick? Not from a Jedi. <laughs> so, hey, yo! Okay. Yo! Not. No, that's foul. Not from a Jedi. That's, you got to stop. That's what he was saying. Stop. <laughs> Palpatine, can I get that? Can I get it? Not from a Jedi. Which of course he's from a Jedi. Uh, not from a Jedi. Um, oh my right. God. Nerd News made it. Give it. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> Tell me. Go, go ahead, bro. Oh, okay. So I'm going to try and contain my excitement for this. But we got some news this week that on Monday afternoon, in fact, that the Joker 2 is, ca- is casting Lady Gaga. Now that, that's cool. Right, Lady Gaga? Slight addendum. She's in talks to start. She's in talks. Sorry. Let me be accurate. Let me be accurate. She's in talks to be in the Joker 2. That's interesting. Okay, Lady Gaga, you know, accomplished singer, you know, actress extraordinaire. But the kicker and the thing we should really not forget is that she is, she is she wants they're trying to cast her because they're going to Try and make. I don't care what y'all say, bro. I'm say sorry, bro. They try to make Joker two. I, I, I don't care what y'all say. Y'all Yo, some haters. I, I'm sorry. Joker y'all two is going to be a musical. <laughs> Rumored to have Lady Gaga in it as Harley Quinn. Man, Tom Phillips got to stay off the weed. <laughs> like you, you. you <sighs> fucking haters. Fucking haters. I'm with you, Charles. Do you understand, do you understand you. my joy? The joy. How much havoc the Joker has wreaked on society as a whole. And there's so many fans who are like, yo, we get a Joker too. We get a Joker too. And now all those insults have to be like, have to sit through a movie now that's a musical with Lady Gaga. Come on. This is the greatest. This is the greatest. We that's actually it. why I also love this. It's because I love this both, choice. Because I love both this of choice. these two fans, fans of the Joker and fans of Lady Gaga and musicals. To me, those are just separate circles. There are no, there's no Venn diagram there. The idea that both fans of the Joker and fans of Lady Gaga hate this idea. I need this to happen now. Need it. 
I need this to happen now because it's probably going to be terrible. Can you but, can you imagine Lady Gaga going? How's it going, Puddy? <laughs> who, who wants this? Like, it, it's like, it's like, like, bam, like I'm, I'm dejected. No, there's like that James Cameron thing when he walks into the movie studio and like there's alien on the board and he puts a dollar sign. Can you imagine Todd Phillips rolling up to Warner Brothers and like there's a big pitch meeting and they're like, all right, you're going to agree to do Joker, Joker 2? And he's like, yes. And there's Joker 2 on the board and he's just like the musical and all of the execs just start applauding. They're just like, he's a genius. Let's fucking do it. It's that meme with like all the businessmen where the eyes go wide. (laughs) Yeah. Like think about this too. Like they hate Snyder and they're literally like, you know what though? You know it'll get the fans going? A musical. They have to give us our culture back. Somebody remarked on Twitter that the artsy people who can't get their own crazy movies made anymore are saying, hey, I want to make this movie, but I'm just going to put Nightcrawler in it. I want to make a romantic comedy and it's Nightcrawler and, I don't know, Shadowcat or whoever. I don't mm-hmm. know who he dated. Uh, I can't remember. He did. Who did he date? Who did Nightcrawler date? He dated. he dated somebody. It's like it wasn't Shadowcat though. Um, date Mystique for a minute. I don't know. Did he date Mystique for? I thought that was his mom. That was his mom. No, no, Mystique is his mom. Ew, you nasty. Yeah. Steve. Steve watched Steve? too much Game of Thrones. Bro. Whoa, Steve. Whoa. Uh, but and there. I look. I want artsy, highbrow interpretations of all of this stuff. I really do. I like. I think it's great. But sometimes prestige in this shit, it's not working. Let's get to the point and let's give us the characters that we love. Because you know what we are? We're a bunch of babies. We've been watching this shit since we were kids. We don't need no musical with the Lady Gaga. If it's good, I'll never admit that it's good. How about that? You would, <laughs> you would never admit that it was good? <laughs> I, am, I am purposely going to be dumb, protesting it. I'll never admit that it's good. It might be, it might be busted. You know what one of my favorite movies of last decade is? La La Land, I don't care what y'all say. I loved that movie. I felt all kinds of emotions. They were dancing around, and it was fun. They were singing. You know, Ryan Gosling and Stone loved it. It might be okay. I just think that, like, you know, just go ahead. get to, to Make the Blade movie. Mahershala is like 50. Like, just like, like give, us, give us what we're... You know what all, right, all right, let me push back. Because I'm always the negative Nancy who's always like, Man, why are they? Why are all these directors making these movies when it's obvious they don't want to make these movies? They just want to make their prestige shit and like, yo, they have to make whatever Star Wars film, whatever MCU film. If this is the world that we've created for ourselves at a certain point, you can't just be mad because it's a musical. Like, because this happens with so many superhero movies. This happens with a bunch of them. It's just the Lady Gaga musical part that really pisses people off. And I'm like, can we have the same energy every single time these studios give us bullshit? Because we were just on Twitter being like, Morbin time. Like, come on. Like, is this going to be worse than Morbius? Probably not. There's no reason to bring up Morbius in this situation. <laughs> man, come on now. Stop. Uh, you're making me stop, I know, say man. stop the cap twice. I like this agenda. Spot. I like this there's agenda, no, man. There's no reason to bring up Morbius in this conversation because it's Morbin time. All right. See? This is shit we got to deal with. See, here's the problem. Hey, nah. Hey, man, I'm rocking with you, man. Don't listen and I'm rocking with you. Here's the thing, right? There are, there's a Venn diagram of Joker fans. And there's a Venn diagram of of musical fans. There's two circles, right? The people who like both 
it's it's such an infinitesimal small amount that's what of makes this genius that's what makes this that's genius, why it's Joe. genius i think this is a this is a step towards world peace this is a yes. step that we need here's the thing here's the thing y'all out here like they're giving us morbius movies craving the hunter movies at a certain point like dog i didn't ask for those either I didn't ask for Bad Bunny as the blue. I didn't ask, like, like, I, not the blue beetle, I, but I didn't, I didn't ask, I didn't ask for that either. It's all part of it. It's, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. And by the way, there's also a Venn diagram, just a circle of people who love Morbius, and that is the world. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Because it's... The ticket sales <laughs> did not bear that out. Yeah. There were more memes than ticket sales on that film, you know. Right. Yeah, but the reality right. is that a lot of people snuck in because us Morbius fans are... Uh, we don't listen to authority. Uh-huh. So really... Can like, we wrap uh, this up? Okay, let's, we, we actually have to. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, we are split on Joker 2. Charles and Steve love the idea of a musical Joker movie with Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Directed by Todd Phillips. Um, me and Jomi aren't feeling it, but you know what? We're, we're I, I feel that way now. Maybe I'll be flexible in the future. Who knows? It might be good. It might be good. It's I can stupid. promise you that I won't be flexible on this. Jomi says no. Okay. No. Um, also, that could count as an expectation for me. I shouldn't be doing that. All right, that's a wrap. This Thursday, Joanna will be joined by Steve and Jomi, in addition, (laughs) to give you their reactions on the second episode of Miss Marvel, which is delightful. On Friday, Joanna and Mal will be back. Mal, (laughs) Joe Button Podcast. On Friday, Joanna and Mal will be back to give you their deep dive on episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm very interested to hear that. And on Sunday, Men Edition returns to give their thoughts on Lightyear which is a Buzz Lightyear movie starring Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. That's not true. It's not Tim true. Tim Allen is coming back as Buzz, nope. Light, Buzz Lightyear. Not true at all. Unfortunately not. Guys all, not unfortunately not. Are we a Tim Allen fan? He Are we said a that. fan That's what he said. of coke dealing <laughs> MAGA snitches? Snitching? <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Wow. Wow, Steve. That's a wild take. Steve um, Tim Allen Allman over here. Steve Tim Allen Allman. Steve Allen Allman. <laughs> At least two weeks of that. Uh, producer credits. Our producers are Steve Allen Allman. <laughs> Jomi the Explainer. A dinner on. Hashtag date Jomi, ladies. We got a lot of news coming up about Jomi's love life. It's going to be fantastic. Summer of Jomi. Excuse me? Summer of Jomi. Wait. Summer of Jomi. Stop the Podcast. Stop the podcast. Hot Joe, hot Joe, 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 out here, the nasty Nigerian baby. He's doing oh, his thing. He got um, the five-inch inseam shorts. He's ready, girls. That, that is true. That is true. It's going to be thighs out all summer. Yeah, that's Out of thibernation. Yes, thibernation. Sir. Additional production from Arjuna Ramkapal. Thank you so much, Arjuna. Uh, Charles, 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 Charles. Take us out. There's one episode of Obi-Wan left. We will see y'all later. And boy, does it feel good to finally not be the hater.
She could probably beat like half of the people in like that Clone Wars arena fight. Yeah, probably. Mm. You're talking about the when the Jedi was slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and they were gonna put you guys. I don't know if you guys remember this. You guys were too young. They were gonna put NSYNC in that. Excuse me. That's so funny. Wait, where have you guys? So you guys have never heard this? No, no, please. Oh my me. God, my <laughs> Jesus Christ! Old nerd time. Give me the sound. Okay. Man is old. They were going to put in sync in there. And How have I never heard this? They, oh my God. Somebody fact check this. They were going to put in sync in that. And we were like, no. The fuck? Are you like, they, they had some members filmed scene, They filmed scenes as Jedi Knights. Yeah. Wait, in sync cameo you never got to see in Star Wars. They were Wars, going the Clone to Wars. put in sync in there, and we lost our shit. Like we were like, shout out to in sync, not hating on them at all. They were straight, but like we lost our shit. Don't I'm like, yo, don't do this. I don't know. Like they were. They, Could I'm, you it, imagine? Yeah. Oh my God, this is incredible. Could well, you imagine so just, if InSync were Jedi Knight? Wait, but here's the here's the crazy part. Justin Timberlake and Lance Bass declined, right? But JC, Chris Kirkpatrick, and Joey Fatone were on set. We're like, yeah, let's do it. Nah. They had the garb, the, the robes. Hey, man. I don't know, man. I would pay extra to see this. That That's great. That's a special edition. They were going to put InSync in it. There might be... It still might be on there somewhere. They might have them. There might be a version with them on there or whatever. But I remember, dog, we released like, the NSYNC cut. That's incredible. what we need. Hashtag release the NSYNC cut. This is rough. Right, Wait, what musician got- would you like to see in Star Wars? If you can make a, one musician a Jedi, which one would you pick? Jay Z. Jay Z. Nah. Uh, uh, have uh, you uh, seen Jay- <laughs> Have you seen Jay Z ride a bicycle or like dive into a pool? He don't got like the reflexes to be a Jedi. If we're gonna, I would love it. to see. Third him sister could a, definitely be Jay Z. Like third sister, I'd love to see Jay Z as a Jedi man. He tries to cool his way out of every situation. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, over. <laughs> Come on, Vader. When he force pushes, it's like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're acting like a lame. Oh, oh, oh. He puts the uh, rock up. <laughs> right. We we talked about this on the on the House of R, but my I was like, it's gotta be Kendrick Lamar. But he just like an old Jedi prophet, you know what I'm saying? He just in the backspin bars, you know, he's like Phew. Boba Fett can shoot a laser, but he is not your savior. <laughs> and he's just doing that the whole time. Very divisive Jedi. I, I still like him, but he pisses a lot of people off. Um, this episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 